Hello everyone and welcome to one new episode of Funkas Podcast. Today our guest is Bones and the Beast. You may know them as the author of Terminator for Two Babylons. You can find them on Neo Free under that name. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I am very good because Craig decided to don't be a little bitch today. Oh, are you okay with swearing? <laughs> perfectly fine with swearing i say the word good. talk about like thousands of times <laughs> good 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 so as i already said you are mostly known in this fandom as the author of terminating clinics for supervillains yes yes i am that is my very very famous pick at this point <laughs> did you expect for it to become as big as it is when you first started writing it no i had um an idea that it might get like semi-popular because i'd been analyzing like how big fix got in the minecraft youtube fandom for a while at that point um which was part of the reason why i wanted to start writing fix for the fandom because i saw like how big the fandom was and how popular the fic community was and i was like damn i could you know profit off that <laughs> and also i didn't <laughs> want it to because it was like fun story stuff i wanted to explore um but i so i had a feeling like okay superhero au's are really popular in this fandom and stuff that's funny also gets really popular in this fandom and i could do funny and i can do a superhero au so i had a feeling it was going to get like semi-popular but i was thinking at most like fifty thousand hits like that was my goal pretty much was like fifty thousand hits i'm almost at eight hundred thousand hits so i overshot a little bit <laughs> <laughs> let's just say you you miscalculated there I miscalculated a little bit. You said you were like analyzing the fandom. What was your impressions? Like when you were doing the analysis, what were your impressions about this fandom before you started like being a writer for it? Um, well, I was I got into Minecraft YouTube, like the Dream SP fandom specifically, um, around like January of 2021 like very beginning of January 2021, but I didn't actually, I don't think I wrote my first fic for it until March or April, um, because I was like, because there's a weird, that's a whole thing about like the weird gray line between like what's RPF versus what's like writing about the role play characters. Yeah. And I have some personal twists with RPF and stuff. So I was very like hesitant to dive into it. But also, it was my latest interest, and writing is something I always want to be doing at all times. And I just really, I just, the urge to write fic got stronger and stronger for this. And so <laughs> I, I started reading fic basically. And then I saw, like, one, how active the fandom was. And then two, I saw how a lot of it, you know, it was actually really like normal and not weird, champ. Like, you know, how RPF can get sometimes. Because yeah. it's not RPF, it's based off the roleplay characters, but. It's complicated and there is some weird shit out there, but I just saw how active it was and how like stuff would blow up super fast. And I started being like, huh, I could, I could do that. <laughs> great. That is great. So you have, as I said, written Terminate Things for Supervillains, but you have also written over like a lot of other things in this fandom. What is like your favorite one aside from Clinic? Because like Clinic, it is hard to not pick favorites when you have one that is so popular. Oh, that's mm, that's a really hard question. I would say, oh god, that's really hard because um, I like a bunch of my different picks for different reasons. Like 
Amethyst and Flowers on the Table is the first one that comes to my mind when I think of like what one of my favorites is because my writing in that was really good. Like my prose specifically was really good. I usually cannot do super flowery prose. It's just not something I lean towards and I'm fine with that. I know that I'm skilled at writing in other areas, but I don't know. I don't know what I was on when I wrote that, but like I (laughs) I read back that sometimes and I'm like, God damn, my prose popped off there. So I do like that one, but I would have to say if I had to pick like a to overall favorite besides like clinic i would i might go with my thick um i'm somewhere you're somewhere which is a very very angsty mcd thick <laughs> that i did not expect to write but it was very much um a love letter to my hometown san diego because i said i decided to put it in san diego for the most part and so i really really loved getting to just write a lot of environmental atmosphere stuff for my hometown because i love san diego so much oh lovely actually fun fact i refuse to like read clifford's abilities for a long time because i don't really long fix but i i didn't know this i knew you beforehand because of your hunger games fic it's fic oh i love that one too actually that one's <laughs> yeah. up there with one of my favorites i really love the hunger games as a piece of like as a piece of literature and i could go off about how it's such a good example of dystopian literature yes, yes. So I really <laughs> to recreate that and kind of like put my own spin on that kind of story because i just love the hunger games so much as a piece of literature and i really like how i managed to make it make a version of that like on my own I love it because, like, I love the Hunger Games too because of that. I just, I find it funny that I was like, oh, who is the, I knew you as the person who wrote the Hunger Games fix, and my intrigue was like, this is the person who wrote, who wrote Glee for supervillains. What are you talking about? It was funny. So, <laughs> going back to Clinic, you say, like, you were expecting it to be famous, but not as big as it is. Were you expecting, like, to be basically what people think about when they think of superhero use in this fandom? Not at all, no. It's really funny how I've kind of seen the superhero genre like in this fandom change ever since I started Clinic because there were pretty much, as far as I'm aware, there were like no civilian Tommy fix before Clinic. There was one which was Silver Wings, One Man's Trash, but that was different. It was like a different tone. He was very much like a younger kid in that one. So yeah, he was a civilian healer, but it was like a very kind of different vibe. And I hadn't even read One Man's Trash when I came up with the concept for Clinic. So I didn't know that that was Silver's concept. Um, But besides that one, I didn't, I never saw Civilian Tommy anywhere. So, but now like you go into the superhero, like um, AU tag and that's Civilian Tommy has gotten so, so popular as a trope. Like it's basically... For civilian Tommy, I guess you could say clinic is kind of like what Tommy and its unbeatable method of avoiding sun death did for vigilante fix. <laughs> like, yeah. kind of kickstarted the genre. Yeah, because like everyone was doing either hero or villain Tommy or vigilante Tommy, right? Exactly, because of the unbeatable method of avoiding certain deaths. I'm not even going to try to say that fast. But like, I think what a lot of people saw in League of Supervillains was not only civilian Tommy. But Tommy being like a reluctant hero for the villains, like reluctant, he's very much like a fine attitude towards the whole thing. Oh yeah, no, exactly. When I, um, I don't even remember, I'm trying to remember exactly how I came up with the concept for civilian Tommy. And I think I was just, I'd been trying to write a superhero AU for months. Like I first decided I wanted to write a superhero AU 
back in like May or June, I think that was when I first really started kind of wanting to put one of my own. And I had several ideas, but I just kept getting bored with them. Like one was a vigilante Tommy idea. Another was a villain Tommy idea. And I don't know, I just wasn't able to stick with them. And then I was just like looking at my superhero AU ideas docs, like on Google Docs one night. And I just thought to myself, like, what if Tommy was just a dude? And then I was like, wait a minute, and that's something right there. And then I just, the the plot for Clinic just immediately started forming in my mind. And that was when I knew, oh, I think I have something finally. Yeah, so it was like, oh, yeah, I, I just want him to be like the random dude, uh, like that one. That one who's like always <laughs> in the corner. Yeah, I was like, what if he's just not involved in the hero, villain, vigilante discourse at all, and he just gets dragged in like that? alone is already a really interesting conflict setup and it's just not some it wasn't something I'd ever seen before I'd never seen a civilian Tommy before up until that point so I was like oh I think I want to look more into that <laughs> and so then I started brainstorming I love that I love that honestly like this is, you maybe don't know what I'm talking about but the story at the at the start gave me like the vibe from the fake performing in a cafe and other heroic deeds. But it's more than that, because Tommy is literally just, like, the dude. But at the same time, he's so connected to everything, because his roommates are vigilantes, he has healing powers, which apparently are rare. It is, like, every single piece of thread that it, that united in the story for him to be able to be, like, the, the ugh, why me, dude? In the whole mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. He's just he doesn't even realize it in the beginning but he is just already like kind of pulled into this world because of Ranbu and Tubbo being vigilantes he doesn't even know that part and then he just you know gets himself even further involved and just gets sucked in even though he really just wants to live his life and pay his rent yeah he wants to like pay rent and he cannot so he just grabs himself a rich older brother <laughs> exactly <laughs> So, aside from Clinic, which you actually only finished recently, you're now working on another superhero fic, The World Forgetting by the World for God, which is also a very, a very ingen, ingen, ingenuity twist on the genre. Yes, yeah. Um, so the thing was, when I was, I think this was around November was when I first came up with the concept for World Forgetting, because I did not plan on making another superhero AU after I thought to myself, yeah, I'm writing this giant ass like superhero AU story. I'm probably going to be done with superhero AUs when I finish clinic. And that was kind of my thought process. And I was like trying to think of what I wanted to do after I finished clinic because I wasn't expecting clinic to blow up so much. And then it did. And then I was like, well, shit, I got to take advantage of this cloud and have like <laughs> ideas ready to go. Um, because I've never really, I've been writing fanfic for a very long time, but I've never gotten famous in a fanfic before. So I'm like, I'm taking advantage of it while I can. I enjoy it. It's very encouraging for me. So I was trying to think of like new ideas and stuff. And it actually, I was brainstorming future plot lines for Clinic. And I did come up with an alternate plot line um, for Tommy in Clinic. And then I thought to myself, no, that's way too fucking dark. I can't do that. Because Clinic has a very light tone. And I'm someone who's very strict on keeping my tones consistent in my stories. Like, because that's one of my biggest mm -hmm. pet peeves when I read other stories is if tone is inconsistent. So I came up with this idea. And then I was like, no, that's too dark for Clinic. But it wouldn't get out of my head. And I was like, I could 
I could make this its own story. And then I was like, I'm not going to write another superhero AU though. But then I kept thinking about it. I was like, maybe I am going to write another superhero AU. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was just a very brief idea in clinic. Well, I don't know if I should say clinic spoilers. <laughs> I don't know if I should talk about specific clinic spoilers in here though. Um, it, it has, clinic is already ending bad. Okay, from this point on, there is a spoiler warning for cleaning for supervillains, since it's more one of the most iconic like feats in the genre. Yeah, yeah, I would like, find it weird for people to not have the spoilers, honestly. Exactly, it's like spoiling. Yeah, so at this yeah. point, um, I was trying to plan what I wanted to do. Like, Dream was kidnapping Tommy, and I knew that was going to happen. And I was trying to plot what would happen while Dream was while Tommy was in Dream's custody. And the thing was, I already had, like, my vague idea for a plot, like, for what the whole plot, overarching plot of Clinic was going to be, but I don't plot things out super specifically chapter by chapter, um, and that kind of is what keeps me interested in how I do these really long fics. So mm -hmm. I was basically trying to, like, brainstorm ideas, and then I was like, oh, man, wouldn't it be, like, fucked up if, like, I don't know, somehow, like, dream brainwash Tommy into like being his protege and then I was like yeah no that's not going to fit the tone of clinic at all that's not where I want to take clinic but then I was like protege AUs are pretty interesting though you know the whole concept of like yeah. Tommy becoming dreams protege that's a common kind of AU I've seen a lot of fics for and I thought to myself well that could be an interesting fic on its own and thus then you have the plot of world forgetting which was you know tommy losing his memories and becoming a dream's protege and that's where world forgetting oh uh one second i could not hear the last part oh sorry no uh, no the, did... the last sentence only <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. So, yeah. So basically the world forgetting by the world forgot, um, just the concept of like Tommy losing his memories and kind of becoming like Dream's protege and then all the complications that kind of was kind of the basis of the world forgetting by the world forgot. And that's that idea just kind of stuck in my head. And then I decided, you know, what, I'm going to turn I can turn this into a whole story. So let's do it. <laughs> and you just roll with it, honestly. It is, that is great. That is great thinking. You. As you said, you have, like, very long fix. So, and you say that planning the plot, like, very loosely is what keeps you interesting. Mm hmm Yeah. What, uh, is okay. it hard to, like, write long fix like that and keep them without finishing each one of them? I think um, I, I have definitely struggled in the past with uh, finishing long fix. The thing is, is I've gotten better at it over the years. I've been writing fan fiction since I was 15 and I'm uh, 21 now. So I've been doing this for Whoa. a very long time. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm old. <laughs> um, but, no, no. Uh, but yeah, no, I've been writing fan fiction for a very long time. And it's taken me a while to figure out like how to write long multi-chapter fix and not get bored of them. Because that's been something I've struggled with for a while. Because and I'm sure most writers do struggle with that, you know, you lose motivation. And I think Clinic was oh, yeah. really, I was reluctant to start posting Clinic at first because I thought it was going to turn into another one of those situations where I get bored of it and I stop wanting to post it. So that was why I decided to do my planning for it a little bit differently than how I've done it in the past, which usually was like, I'll outline the entire thing ahead of time. But this time I decided okay, I have a loose idea of like where I want this to go. I have an idea of what I want for the ending, but I'm only going to actually plot out specific chapters a few chapters in advance. I only ever had about like 
three chapters of clinic planned out ahead of time usually. Um, I would usually plan out about three at a time, like two or three. And then once I reached the end of those three and I'd written all of them, then I would plot the next like two or three. And it kept it not knowing exactly the specifics of how I was going to get from like point A to point B was what kept me interested. And I basically figured out, oh, this is how I need to be writing multi-chapter fix. And so it was like trial and error that I've been experimenting with for years. And I finally think I've like figured out how to stick with these really, really long stories. <laughs> As someone who is notorious for leaving everything at chapter three, I find that very admirable. <laughs> yeah, if you look at my AO3, I have um, Big Q's Big Six got abandoned, which is very <laughs> unfortunate. I got like 50,000 words or so into that. And again, that one was the curse of I plotted everything out beforehand. And then I got bored of it. And also I started posting clinic right around the time I was reaching a slow spot in the big Q's big six plan. So I just got distracted by clinic and because it started blowing up really quickly. Yeah. No, honestly, that living fan fictions are like 50k words. That's completely valid. Again, I am notorious for leaving everything at chapter two or three. And I don't write that. I'm not that good of a writer. So I just leave everything with 5k words. So I, again, I think that is, amazing and very very valid i mean yeah honestly the thing with fan fiction though is like you're doing this for free it's something that you're doing for fun for your own personal enjoyment so i think if you're not having fun with like with writing a story anymore just abandon it man like I, it's yeah. kind of a controversial take i guess if it becomes a not... chore you should just leave it alone that is exactly my and the thing is, is like, you're never, the, the fact that you've even written just a little bit of it, that practice for writing alone is still going to improve your skills and that still helps you. So honestly, I'm all for authors abandoning stories if they don't want to write them anymore. <laughs> sure, it's a bummer for the reader, but you're not paying for it. I love your view of fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i have like so many just opinions on like writing and fanfic advice i've been i'm an old lady i've been involved in this stuff for too long <laughs> you're not that old trust me like i find it funny because we've been writing for like around like only you have only been writing for fanfiction for like two years more than me and yet you have come this far you're not that old don't worry <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I feel I do feel old in this fandom. I know I'm not. Oh like, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. It is full of child. Yes. Everyone here is a child. I get it. <laughs> yeah, so I just I feel like an elderly lady even though I know that I'm not. <laughs> yeah, like I am 18 and here I've seen everyone and I'm like, you're a child. How did you even get into the internet? <laughs> That's exactly. a joke, guys. Like, Don't people... worry. Like, some people join my Discord server, and, you know, there'll be, like, 13, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Like, no offense to 13-year-olds, I'm just like, I, you're here, wow. Yeah. You, oh, <laughs> right, you're involved, I didn't even get involved with fandom at all until I was around 15, so it's definitely, like, weird Oh, you're one of the lucky ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I stayed clear of this stuff, like, of, like, bad stuff when I was younger. I don't know how, because I had completely unsupervised internet access. I just managed myself very well. Yes, you're one of the lucky ones. As someone who accidentally got on Wattpad at 11, and be like, that is so lucky. You're one of the lucky <laughs> ones. So, going, you've been writing for a long time. How many fandoms have you, like, shifted through? Ooh. Well, 
there's like several ways I can answer this because I could answer like how many fandoms that because I consider like main fandoms that I've written fic for which is usually I've written more at least two or more fic for it then I consider that like one of my main phases um but then I also have like ones where I'll write like a really short one shot for just one fandom that I was like kind of into but not super heavily so it's it so if we're talking like main fandom phases, I would say my whole pipeline for fic writing. Um, it started with Miraculous Ladybug when I was 15. Nice. That was the first fandom I ever posted fan fiction for. So I went to Miraculous Ladybug and then I went to I went to Voltron, which was nice. I, I am a goddamn Voltron veteran. And listen, uh, before, Voltron is one of my favorite shows. That is that is fucking valid. Okay, but the fandom was, like, the worst fandom I've ever oh, yeah. been involved in in my entire yeah. life. Like, that was a horrible fandom experience in retrospect. Yeah. And it... Oh, yeah. Also, <laughs> I, before Clinic, um, my most popular fic ever was a Clance Voltron fic that I'd written when I was 16. <laughs> and it was, compared to Clinic, it only has, like, 35,000 hits. But for, like, Voltron, that was, like, a bigger, that was a bigger fic for sure because it wasn't those numbers are like common in the minecraft youtube fandom these days but like for most fandoms 35k is like that's a pretty solid amount of hits to have yeah like, i think then, that's the thing with like, big fandoms that it changes the numbers mm-hmm, exactly it depends like it really kind of drastically alters it so then after voltron um Mystic Messenger was my next fandom um and I was like half writing fic for that but also I was just very involved with um RP actually for that so I didn't so I did I did write some fic for that but I didn't I was primarily involved in like RP with my um ex-girlfriend actually for Mystic Messenger um and I was really into that for a while and then I kind of just dipped out for a while I wasn't like super heavily involved in a specific fandom for like a year or two and then I shifted back to Mystic Messenger like two years later so I was originally into Mystic Messenger in 2016 and then I got into it again in 2018 and I wrote a really long I wrote a fic that's my second longest fic now but it made me only one that's longer than that um and the thing was the Mystic Messenger fandom was fucking dead in 2018 <laughs> because it really only spiked in 2016 and then it kind of died out. So like this fig was like long as hell and uh, it only got about 3,000 hits because again, it's a dead fandom. <laughs> but I had a fun time with it, so I'm so glad I wrote it. And then after that, I briefly got into Avatar The Last Airbender when that resurgence happened around the same time. I got into writing fig for that fandom um, and I had like a bit of minor success writing some uh, Zucka fix, uh, Zuko X Sokka stuff. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then I don't know if I would say Death Note was exactly a fandom phase for me because Death Note was an anime that came out in 2005. That fandom's been dead for a while. <laughs> but I did end up writing a full Death Note fic that I finished around March 2021. Um, and I finished that, and then that was when I hopped on over to Dream SMP. So that's kind of my full pipeline. Those are a lot of fandoms. Yeah, I've been doing this for a while. Yeah, uh, that is so good. I I think the best writers are the ones who like jump from one place to another, because like we've seen shit. Oh yeah, no, which like, I've seen. The Voltron so fandom prepared me for the shit I was gonna see here. Let's be honest. No, literally, like any. 
like don't get me wrong yeah the dream SP fan of is a little bit of a shit show because it's so big but honestly it is not as bad as the voltron fandom was like at it all and whenever I, see, when I see people shitting on the dream SP fandom a ton i'm like guys guys you have no goddamn clue how much better this is than like voltron. don't you dare cite the old magic to me which i was there when it was written <laughs> yeah exactly yep Oh, Voltron was a shit show. Voltron was... I'm just now thinking about that again. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Literally, like, with my... You know, I had my popular clans fic for that. Um, By the time I was finishing that clans fic of mine, the fandom had just... I hated clans at the, by the end of it, because not because of anything in the show, really, but the fandom just annoyed me so goddamn much, especially the clan shippers, because everyone was being so goddamn annoying about it. And I was so tired of it that by the time I was finishing that, I hated Clance. And not on, just because the fandom made me hate it. I forced myself to finish the fix because it was really popular, but um, it was it was hard because I really did not want to. I get that. I get that. Like, there is a lot of time when, like, fix get popular and you're like, yeah, this is way too popular to, like, abandon it now. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like, well, shit, can't abandon you, but also... Like, after I'm going to sing with this fucking ship. Exactly. So, but you're happy now in the SMP fandom, right? We haven't freaked you out yet. Oh, no, no, no. I'm honestly, I'm having a really good time. Um, I've even, That's like, great. I've even reached the point where I'm, like, I just, I don't really even care about lore discourse anymore. I get really tired every time I see lore discourse, because I'm just, like, man, we're getting lore at all, and I can I consider that a gift. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I don't get involved in lore discourse and honestly I'm at a point also where I'm not even really involved in the Dream SP fandom for the lore because I kind of accepted that lore wasn't coming back so I'm a little shocked by this past week and how much lore yeah. we've gotten I, I think we all like, collectively got shocked by the fact that we are getting like daily awesome do lore streams mm-hmm. yeah the majority of my um, enjoyment from this fandom is actually coming from things like the fix in the community pretty much yeah, like that is something about this fandom that I love. Is like I had never been in a fandom where fan fiction is the driving force behind it all. Yeah, no, you know? it's definitely yeah, no, for sure. It's really cool to see just like how drastic of an impact fan fiction like has on this fandom. Though it is also ironic how fanfic is so often dismissed in this fandom at the same time. But that's a- another conversation. Right? It is, it is like, yeah, that is that that conversation. People are, people that don't read fanfiction are so, so toxic to our fanfic writers, honestly. And then we have mm-hmm. Wilbur Suit. Yeah, and then we have Wilbur Suit. I don't know, that, that brought up, the whole Wilbur post on AO3 thing brought up a lot of bad takes in this fandom that really kind of reminded me of how some people really do shit on fanfic writers or just don't see writing as, like, a valuable form of art. Like, I don't know, yeah. Wilbur at one point during the stream said, like, you know, like, he views fan fiction as being, like, just as valid of a form of art as, like, animatics and stuff. And I was, that like, be so happy. I was listening. I, yeah, I was, like, driving at the time. I was just listening to the stream, like, while I was driving somewhere. But I literally almost started, like, tearing up at that because it just, I, that was a, just to hear a CC say that really meant a lot. <laughs> just hearing my, like, chosen form of art get validated so hard by a CC of all people um it just it meant a lot to me i was really happy to hear him say that and i really liked his ao3 story too and i'm really glad that that's how we ended up getting that kind of lore 
Yeah, I'm happy about it because like Wilbur Suit is like the main story writer about the Rumors MP. For him specifically to like validate fanfiction that way, it is so good. Did you survive the Wilbur Suit following spree? I did not get followed by Wilbur Suit. So oh, you survived. I survived. I, survived. Um, <laughs> I think he actually only followed Sir Cantus. Like I think people were freaking out thinking he was following a bunch yeah. of writers. I think he only followed Sir Cantus actually. That was hilarious. I- I was so fucking scared and honestly i still check my like following my new follower notifications because i'm just like worried that one of these days i'm just gonna like miss it and then i'm gonna click on wilbur Soot's like twitter profile and i'm gonna see follows you and i'm gonna just have a goddamn heart attack <laughs> you're gonna be like nope <laughs> don't oh, no. perceive me like i i'm safe like i have the reach of a potato my my most popular story is not even in this fandom so i'm like i'm safe but I still think it's funny. It's like the great era TikTok scare of the of 2021. Oh God, you're right. Yeah, this that's, time. that's exactly it. I'm very much in the danger zone with the popularity of Clinic. Honestly, I've accepted that like if Wilbur Wilbur likely went I think that he probably at least went through like the top picks on AO3 just to see how Minecraft tagging worked when he was trying to figure out tags and stuff. And then she didn't tag anything. Um, yeah, and then he ended up not doing anything. I mean, he followed Sir Cantus, which, you know, gives me the idea that he, you know, saw... I don't know. I don't know if he did actually go through AO3 or not, but if he did at all, there is definitely a high chance that he at least skimmed the summary for Clinic, since it is right at the top of the Minecraft tag. <laughs> yeah. That's a... That's, I've been... I've most likely been perceived, and that's a little terrifying. <laughs> uh... Yeah, that is, I think that is the, like the only downside I can say to be like one of the main figures of the fandom. Yeah, the risk of being perceived. But then also, yeah. I do think in a sense, it's just, um, I don't know, if you don't mind me going off on a little tangent here. Don't worry, <laughs> you're, you're allowed to do so. Um, the thing is, in this fandom with fanfic and stuff, I've noticed, um, I feel like some people, even if they're, like, even though they do respect creator boundaries, I'll like, in the sense of like no shipping and stuff like that mm-hmm. i do still think a lot of people break boundaries without realizing it or in the sense or like they're pushing the line a little bit because yes you're writing about like the rp characters but they're still it's very much a gray area between the character yeah. and the cc because a lot of them share the same name a lot of them share the same traits and stuff so you still really need to be careful with how you portray that kind of stuff. And just because it's not shipping doesn't automatically mean it's not weird champ. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? Like I know I exactly to... what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So um, I try to be very aware of the fact that, like, you know, it is possible for a CC to see what I write. Because the thing is in this fandom, like, when you're writing RPF of, like, say, like, fucking, I don't know, K-pop stars or whatever. They're never going to see it. But the thing is, in this fandom, creators, the content creators are on the internet. And so they are very likely, like, they are on the internet. They are interacting with their fan base on a regular basis, like, very closely. So, you know, CCs very well could see the stuff you put up in fan fiction. And it's, like, it's not this isolated thing, you know? These real people can read what you write. And so I always try to keep that in mind, like, okay, how would I feel if a CC, like, read this? Um, how uncomfortable would it make me? And there are definitely some things in mind where I'm like, oh, I would be very anxious if a CC read this, but nothing that would make me, like, intensely uncomfortable and make me want to delete the fic or anything. Like, nothing like that. But, and, like, 
clinic, I'm glad that clinic is the one of mine that got popular because that's the one I really do not mind if a CC read it because that one I'm like, yeah, that one, 100%. I have no problem with that. Then I feel a lot of check. Yeah, so I feel like like the Wilbur Soot following like following Sercantus thing and that whole deal and him, you know, basically making everyone aware like, yeah, he is aware of AO3 and what gets posted on AO3 and stuff. It was kind of a good reminder for the fandom that like, yeah, DCs will see fix <laughs> and not just like heat waves, but like yeah. other fix. And I yeah. feel like people in this fandom need to be reminded of that. <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't forgot that there are a lot of CCs that we know for a fact have, like, AO3 accounts. Like, off the mm -hmm. top of my head, I can say, Nikki, Foolish, Velvet, Filza, we were fucking suit. Probably Eret. Yeah, Eret probably does. Wait, Foolish? Like, oh, Foolish said that he wanted to, like, when Nikki was doing, like, the old. The old like the old streams reading Pastorine Foolish kept saying over and over, I would like to read fan fiction on stream too. And a lot of people mentioned AO3. So I'm like 70% sure that Foolish at least has an AO3 account. Oh my god. Okay, I haven't heard that one before, actually. That's really surprising. <laughs> that's what that's what happens when I when I don't miss a foolish stream. I am very aware of the fact that he may. He may. Like, I am, like, I don't think it's that possible, but I'm, like, 70% sure he at least knows what AO3 is. Which, oh, like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure he, like, most most uh, creators do know at least what AO3 is, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Still terrifying. And then we have Velvet, who on the, on the, on the regular jokes about writing the end of fanfiction. God damn, yeah, no, I mean, Velvet's a whole nother story. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Velvet, you're scaring the children! Uh, so like, like speaking of Earth, like did you, speaking about this boundary stuff, it's like a lot of people actively forget that the content creators are on the internet, and I think that is like spreading a line. Like for example, do you remember when I don't think I don't know if you know this, Eric once commented on a on a TNT do search trap on TikTok. I don't think I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> remember that oh god that was that, that was funny but also just like oh the crew it was like oh fuck yeah I, again it's just like i feel like this fandom um because there's like the the guys of saying like oh yeah uh, they're writing about the rp characters or drawing the rp characters the people often think that it's like gives them this freedom that you would have with normal fictional characters but I feel like yeah. that's not the case. Like, yes, you no, are writing no. about the characters, but at the same time, they're still not completely fictional characters. It's not like you're writing about a completely removed fictional cartoon character. They are still connected to the CC. There is still a gray area there, and you still need to be very, very aware of what it is that you are writing. So I think it's just, and I feel like a lot of fic, like, fic writers in this fandom especially, I've seen some stuff that definitely makes me think, like, you are definitely forgetting that, like, this you can't just go hog wild with these RP characters because they are not just solely characters. They are very heavily connected to the real people. Exactly. Like, people tend to forget that just because you put all oh, this about the roleplay characters, not about the content creators, that does not mean that those characters are heavily based on the content creators, played by content creators, write, written by content creators, and that at least they specifically say, oh, there's a separation between me and this character, like, for example, Nikki has done. It is a very icky line. Mm hmm Exactly. I so I I try very, very hard with my own writing to be very strict in my like 
boundaries of what I do to differentiate between CCs and C, like um, characters and CCs. Mm-hmm. I try very hard. I have certain rules that I kind of put in place for myself for how I characterize certain characters or like just appearance descriptors. Like in my earlier stuff, I, in some of my earlier fics, you'll notice I did say I think sometimes that Tubbo had brown hair but I've since then I later switched it to saying pretty much all the time Tubbo has blonde hair in my stories and that's a tiny thing but that is I want people to be picturing the character yeah. Tubbo and not like you know actual DC Tubbo uh, and a lot of people so forget that Tubbo has canonically blonde hair yeah exactly like Tubbo is blonde so I do write Tubbo as like having blonde hair or, like usually bleached hair is how I'll usually mm-hmm. interpret it um and it's just, it's little things like that. And then I also just have little, like, characterization things that I try to keep in mind to differentiate, like, CCs versus, like, stuff. So I, I, I try really, but I also, of course, recognize it's a gray area no matter what. So in a sense, I am yeah. RPF, but I'm just trying, I do not like like straight up RPF. So I It's a gray area. It's a gray within. area. I try very hard to stick more with the character side of things. Yeah, that's okay. That's fine. So, uh, speaking like, going back to clinic, and this is like, I'm going to try to like, divert after this, but like, how do you feel knowing that there are people actively making fun of and cosplaying, not the lore and the reason be, but your fic? God, like, for example, that... he cosplay, started cosplaying like clinic Tavo a little bit ago. Yeah, the cosplays were wild to see happen. I never thought that people would cosplay from my fic. I never, ever thought I would have a fic that people would cosplay. And it started, I remember the first person who cosplayed someone. It was someone on TikTok that I saw who cosplayed um, Tommy from Clinic. And I thought that was really, really cool. And I was like, holy shit. So I gave the person a shout out. And then it started happening more. And then I think it really kicked off when um, Hey Hey on. Um, they cosplayed um, Siren from Clinic, and they are a very popular. Oh, right. Uh, they they cosplayed like, Siren before. I forgot about that. I just remember yeah, first they cosplayed, yeah, yeah. First they cosplayed Siren, and then later they cosplayed um, Nuke. But first, yeah, the first they did Siren, and they are a very, very popular um, TikTok cosplayer. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm not on... Um, I'm not on, like, DSMP or Minecraft YouTube TikTok at all. Like, I need... I try not to like I my TikTok account is related to my real face and my real name and real people I know follow me on there and also I try to keep at least one of my social medias like clear of anything related to Minecraft YouTube and Dream SMP so that I can get kind of a mental break from my hyperfixation if I want so I don't that is want so valid any, so I don't want any like Minecraft YouTube stuff YouTube stuff popping up on my TikTok for you page because I kind of try to keep that clear for my own like just mental boundary in that sense if, in case I ever need a break from it um yeah. so i had no clue who hey was because i'm not involved in my youtube at all but i look i saw someone link me their cosplay like oh look someone cosplayed cyber and i was like yo that's so cool and then i clicked on their profile and i saw they had like two hundred and fifty thousand followers or something and i was like holy fucking shit yeah hey <laughs> one of the most iconic cosplayers alongside sherbert wake mm-hmm yeah, no, yep. so that was really, and then after they did it, then, like, other clinic cosplays really started blowing up, and the tag just started, the TikTok, like, tag for clinic started just blowing up a lot, and I also think um, the TikTok tag in general for clinic blowing up, that was also in uh, really largely due to uh, Ripples Are Stable, 
um, she drew like mm. little um, cartoon type things based on Clinic. Um, yeah. And they were really nice funny. Models. And yeah, yeah, a lot of, she's one of my mods in my server now. I love her. Um, but mm-hmm. she started drawing like all these really funny little joke, like cartoons and stuff on TikTok. And that, so those started going viral. So that's also what really started just like the TikTok thread um, in general. It was just, it was really wild for me to watch. <laughs> Was it exciting at least? Yeah, no, no, it was uh, wild in like a good way. I was very excited. Oh, I was like, yeah. I it was like amazed. I was like, holy shit! Like, <laughs> one, I'm having like all this art getting drawn, and now I'm bringing people cosplaying, and that was just it was shocking. And then it was just it was so cool to see like all that kind of stuff. It's never I never thought that I would have like you know like I ba- it's basically like a mini fandom like clinic exactly. basically it's like point, a mini fandom own- inside a fandom. Exactly. And that was just, it was really surreal for me in like a very good way. And I was honored, honestly, that people liked my like stupid little stories this much, this much. And they were like straight up cosplaying it. I thought that was just awesome. And it was, it was just so cool to see. And a lot of times I'll still go and like click on different like clinic TikToks. And then I read through the comments and stuff because I like seeing what people say in the comments about it. And it just, it's really cool. It's a really, really awesome feeling. Yeah. Going like away from clinic for a bit. Who is your favorite character to write? This is like a question I like asking writers. Because like there's a difference between your favorite character and your favorite character to write. Oh, oh, this is hmm. I this is hard. I would say honestly, Wilbur is my favorite character to write. Um, I'm a huge like C Wilbur like fan. I love him as a character so much in the Dream SMP. I I love (laughs) analyzing him. Um Wilbur but as a CC is the entire reason I got into the Dream SMP in the first place. He was the one I knew beforehand. So I've always been very invested in like C Wilbur as a character. Um, and I he's such a complex character. So I really enjoy writing him. And for usually for my like non my big multi-chapter fix or for like I have like my two different types of fix. I have like my big multi-chapter ones like Clinic or World Forgetting. But then I also have like kind of my smaller like I call them my mini fix even though they're usually between like 15 to 40k words anywhere um which I am aware is not many but for me that's many no, yeah, um, it is uh, like it is like literally it is, it is a novella less than a novel in yeah in, yeah in terms, it is a short story like my novellas and stuff basically um a lot of them are in Wilbur's point of view whereas usually my big multi Tommy's point of view and that's because I really like getting the chance to analyze Wilbur in like these more quieter kind of mini fix situations like um, with my Hunger Games AU that was Wilbur centric I'm somewhere you're somewhere that was also in Wilbur's yep. point of view um, and I just have a lot of fun writing like from his point of view so I would say Wilbur is my favorite character to write though I do have a lot of fun writing Tommy and I find Tommy the easiest to write like I find Wilbur pretty easy to write too but Tommy I do understand a bit like more naturally i have to think a little bit more when i'm characterizing over yeah it's at this point it might be like second nature to write tommy because he's the protagonist of like the longest thing so it's mm-hmm. like like this sounds bad but it's like uh memory muscle memory yeah no exactly so and i've done obviously i think like the majority of this fandom has this idea I wouldn't necessarily agree with this but the general consensus is kind of that like C. Tommy is the main character of the Dream SMP again I don't think that's exactly true it depends on whose perspective you watch but um I did actually end up getting more into the Dream SMP lore through Tommy 
so I am most familiar with his mm -hmm. character specifically so yeah that does make it a little like easier for me to like write him and stuff I think the reason people see Canon Tommy as like the main character is only because he's the one involved with them with the most like side stories mm -hmm. like he's the one who had a connection with the egg the one in exile the one who had Sam by his side when everything was happening to Sam with the egg it's like he's the the easiest entry point it could be said Exactly. Yeah, he has a lot of connections um, everywhere. He's not exactly connected in everything these days, but he yeah. back for like back about a year ago, he was like definitely connected with just about everything. So that definitely makes him a really easy entry point. But oh yeah, another thing I wanted to mention about why I like writing Wilbur as a character so much <laughs> is because um, with my mini fix, I tend to focus a lot more on introspection and like character mm -hmm. um, like emotions and thought process and arcs and stuff than. Whereas like my bigger multi-chapter fics are more plot based. So, um, and I like, I feel like as someone in my twenties, I can connect a lot more to Wilbur as a character than I can to Tommy because Tommy is, you know, a teenager. And yeah. I, um, whereas like, you know, Wilbur is an adult and, but like has to deal with, I know technically because of Limbo, he's like in his forties or whatever the fuck, but I still basically had Tana him as being like mid twenties, basically. So as someone in my twenties, I tend to connect a lot more to Wilbur as a character too. So that's why I like writing him for like my more introspective fix a lot more. Mm -hmm. That is so nice. Like Canon Wilbur in this podcast, he usually doesn't get that much love. So it's nice having somebody who honestly likes him. <laughs> I, yeah no I, I love him honestly and I like um in my AUs and stuff you know I'll definitely I don't really project on the characters I write a whole lot but like I'll definitely push like the existential dread of being in your 20s onto Wilbur a bit more in my stories than I do <laughs> <laughs> but then like obviously I'm not gonna do that with Tommy Tommy's like you know 16 yeah. 17 or whatever in my fix now <laughs> Tommy's like not even 18 mm -hmm, yeah didn't he dox himself accidentally a, a little bit ago? Wait. Yeah. I, like, he's a child. He made a TikTok, of she, like, earlier today and showed his apartment on it. I, I don't know if it was actually his apartment, but, like, he, said, he showed an apartment building and said it was his apartment building, and I'm just like, oh, fucking hell, dude. Oh. Dude, you're a child. Oh, who's Charlie? I, I really, really hope that wasn't actually his apartment, like, his apartment building. I hope he's not that dumb, but also, I don't know. <laughs> okay, like going back to like the Dream SMP, like aside from your writing and everything, who's your favorite character? This question always tells me a lot about people. Just like on the Dream SMP in general? Yes. Um, oh, that's so, so, so hard. God, because they're like, I don't know, because I, you know, I could, I usually want to say Tommy because I'm most invested in his like story and his characterization. But also, you know, again, I mentioned I really like Wilbur as a character in the Dream SMP because I think he's just really complicated and very interesting. But also, if I had to say like who like I think is one of the most well written characters besides like Tommy and Wilbur, Sam honestly is a character. Yay! I love. <laughs> I love Sam as a character so much. That man is. He's a goddamn mess, but I love <laughs> analyzing his lore and stuff. I used to, before I got big for clinic, I was trying to like get a little more popular on like Minecraft YouTube Tumblr. And I wrote a lot of analysis posts for lore and stuff. And I started like getting a lot of attention because I wrote a lot of like CSAM analysis. 
um, because I really found his character very interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, no, I would say if, yeah, if, like top three would probably be Tommy, Wilbur, and Sam <laughs> are like my favorite characters, but, but Sam is like that. I don't like Sam as a person. I'm a Sam enjoyer, but I'm not an apologist for him because yeah, no, that no, man no. is a goddamn mess. <laughs> That's great. I my top three is like Tommy, Sam, Quackity, so like I get that. Quackity is a really good character too. Yeah, I definitely I must have apologies, but that is not the the point of this conversation. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> yeah, this question tells me a lot about people because like, who's your favorite character? Oh, Karen Grimm. Okay. Well, go the thing on. Is no, no I love him. I love him as a character, but like, you know. Yeah, no, like the thing is, I mean, I, it really depends on just like, you can enjoy a character and be an apologist for them. Like, again, I just, oh, like, yeah, I'm of course. Apologist for Sam. Sam's a goddamn mess. And also, I love, I yeah. do actually really enjoy Dream as a character. Me too. Um, he's such a great character and actor. Yeah, he, his acting is, like, CC Dream's acting is, has gotten so good recently. Just like, it, yeah. it's he's improved so much and it's so entertaining to watch him just be like this really fucked up evil villain i really really like him as a character because i like enjoying like <laughs> evil characters i know like i don't understand this but when i try to explain but let's see if you can understand of if, of if i'm just bad at explaining things he's the perfect mix between Heath Ledger joker and a looney tunes villain wait is, can you say that one more time he's the perfect mix of the joker and who and a Looney Tunes villain. <laughs> you know, you're kind of right. I, you know, I can, yeah. I can definitely see that. I I don't know. Hmm. I would say he's a little bit more serious like, than, than those, that like, combination of two characters would yeah. imply. But at the same time, I do understand he's exactly serious. what you mean by that. At the same time, he like, in his lore, he was basically, like, throwing numbers at people and, and tying them to train tracks. He's a silly villain and so damn menacing. Exactly, yeah, no, he does some, like, just very overdramatic, like, villain shit all the time and uh, has, like, all these dramatic villain monologues and everything, and it, I, I love it. I think it's just, it's really funny and so entertaining, honestly. And he's a genuinely scary villain, too, which is Yeah, really because he's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. His acting is, like, CC Dream's acting has just gotten so, so good to the point where, like, you know, you'll genuinely be terrified when you see him, like, log yeah. into the server. Like, I would not be surprised if, like, we see him get, like, hired for voice acting gigs, like, to, in 2015 when a lot of YouTubers, at least in Latin America, were acting, were doing voice acting gigs because people, companies were like, oh, YouTubers are famous with kids, let's give them animation works. Like, I would not oh, be surprised yeah. if that happened to Dream. I would not be surprised. Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised either. I think he is, honestly, like, he could be a really good voice actor. What was your expectation, like, when joining this fandom? Were you expecting it to become the fandom in itself that, this big? And mm. have you, like, one of the centerpieces? No, um... I would say the way I got into Dream SMP was a little like interesting because I have been watching Wilbur as a YouTuber um, since like early 2020. Like I first started watching him around like February or March of 2020. So like before the Dream SMP was a thing. 
I started watching him and um, I, I just watched his hundred player videos. Um, I didn't really watch much else by him, but I really liked him. And that was kind of my first introduction to the new age Minecraft YouTube. Cause I, when I was like 13, I was into OG Minecraft YouTube, but um, then this was kind of like my first entrance into the new age of it. And then I didn't really pay much attention to anything Wilbur posted besides his hundred player videos. Cause that was really all I, I was like interested in. And I just somehow missed everyone talking about the Dream SMP for a very long time. And my, Wilbur was like my only entry point into Minecraft YouTube. I did not hear about Dream as a person until I was on the Dream SMP wiki, and I realized, oh, the Dream SMP is named after a person. <laughs> like, wow, really? Fucking, yeah, no, that's the thing. I had no idea Dream fucking existed as a person. That's I had impressive. That's impressive. I never heard of the speedrunning stuff. I never heard of manhunts. I literally didn't hear about that at all. I only just, I don't even remember where I started about hearing, I don't even remember where I started hearing about the Dream SMP from. I just started hearing about it every once in a while and I didn't know what it was about. And then at one point, I think I just looked it up out of curiosity and I went on the wiki and this was a very end of December, 2020 was when this was happening. And I saw Wilbur was on it and I was like, oh, I know Wilbur said That's a YouTuber I've been subscribed to for a while now. And I looked into it and I saw he had a villain art kind of thing. Like Pogtopia happened. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I was like, oh, so this is like a role play thing. And because I liked Wilbur as a YouTuber, I was like, oh, let me watch him blow up this country. Why not? So I watched him. I watched his final Pogtopia video where he blew up the Manberg. And I was like, holy shit, this acting is actually pretty good. So then from there, I started reading more on the wiki and I read a bunch of stuff on the wiki. And then I started diving into the Tumblr tags for it as well. And I started getting caught up on more that way. I didn't go back and rewatch VODs really. I watched Wilbur's videos for like the Pogtopia arc, but that was about it. I didn't really go and watch a lot of VODs or anything. Um, and then I I just started reading up on the wiki, reading stuff people were posting about in the Tumblr tag. I kind of caught myself up over the course of like a week, basically, through that. Mm -hmm. And then I caught like my first live stream. And I'm pretty sure my first live stream was Doomsday. Ooh, <laughs> that is a heavy place. Yeah, that was, um, that was quite the stream to like catch for the first time. Because I had figured out at that point that Tommy, I'd never heard of Tommy either, which was weird because here's the thing. I was watching all of Wilbur's 100 player videos. I never fucking acknowledged Tommy's existence. Like I went back and rewatched some old 100 player videos like a few months after I'd gotten into the Dream SMP. I went back and rewatched like a 100 player video that I knew I'd seen before because I knew the jokes and stuff. But then Tommy was there and I was like, was Tommy always there? <laughs> I didn't remember ever hearing his voice before. And I had watched all of Wilbur's 100 player videos. So I, he was in them. And I mm. never acknowledged Tommy and its existence until I started watching <laughs> Green SMP. And then I went back and I rewatched him and I'm like, when the fuck did Tommy get there? <laughs> so that was very, that was very interesting for me to go back yeah. and watch and be like, when was, was Tommy always there? any other youtuber that appeared in wilbur's like 100 player videos it was so it's really funny when i go back and watch them and i'm like wait phil was there wait tommy was there wait sneak was there like i go back and i recognize people now and i'm like holy shit <laughs> that is amazing that is honestly amazing i still kind of wrap my head around the fact that you have somehow managed to not know who dream was which is admirable i 
I have no idea how I managed that. Like, I literally did not know that Dream was a person. I thought the Dream SMP was named Dream SMP because it had something to do with dreams or something. I thought it was just a cool name. And then, like, I was reading the Dream SMP wiki and I saw someone mention, like, Dream as a person. I was like, wait, that's a dude? (laughs) (laughs) That's a scrangly dude. (laughs) And I just, I had never heard of him before. And it was really funny. Yeah. Like because because my like introduction to Dream was with an Android Terpea video because and I come from like the YouTube animation community. It is always like interesting to see how other people got into it, especially when like you don't know who Dream was. And I now go back and I'm like, oh, it was this dude. It's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, no, it's really funny. I literally have no idea how I just missed any mention of it, <laughs> especially all the way into late 2020. I have no idea how I missed him. Yeah, I wouldn't say that you miss him. It's like, were you like into Minecraft beforehand? Because I think if like if you weren't into Minecraft, it was like more easy to like miss him. I mean, again, I was watching Wilbur's um hundred player videos pretty regularly. I was into Wilbur's stuff, and I knew who Technoblade was. Um, but and then I knew who Schlatt was as well because I'd seen the Water Rising and Lava Rising videos Wilbur had done. Oh yeah, and I knew who Charlie Slime School. I knew him because he was actually. His natural disaster mod video was actually what got me into New Age YouTube, like New Age Minecraft YouTube in the first place. Like I went from, like I got the natural disaster mod video and I recommended like late 2019 or something and I clicked on it and that's how I found Schlatt. And then from that I got in my recommended uh, the water rising video with Schlatt and Wilbur. And so then I watched that and I was like, oh yeah, it's this guy Schlatt again, he's funny. And then I watched the Water Rising video and I was like, oh, this Wilbur guy's really funny. So then I clicked on his channel and I watched more Wilbur stuff. And that's how I got to Wilbur. So it's like the pipeline of Charlie to <laughs> Charlie to getting Water Rising in my recommended because of Schlatt <laughs> and then Wilbur. Nice. Do you regret, like, would, if you could change, like, getting into a fandom, would you do it or would you, like, not? Oh, I would 100% get into this fandom again. Uh, And I think I would do it the same way. Maybe I would try to get in a little sooner, honestly, because I do wish I had been around for, like, more of the Lemanberg stuff when that was going on. Um, But I wouldn't... I I love being in this fandom. I mean, hell, I've gotten famous in it, so that's pretty cool. (laughs) So I'm I'm pretty happy being in this fandom. I'm really... I'm really glad that I ended up getting into this. That is great. That is great. I, I like, I honestly, like, I, I'm gonna get personal for a second. I love this fandom because of how, like, it is big, but it is also, like, close. I don't know mm-hmm. how to explain that, you know? Yeah, I think it's because you have so many, like, different, like, subsect- subsectors of it. Like, you have the different, like, the groups. Basically, you have kind of, like, the different halves of, like, I mean, like dream the people who main looking at dream team stuff and then you have like the, the yeah. groups who main looking at like more sbi stuff and all the people connected to them so you have those like two different halves of it and then from there you can get into more specific like people who focus on certain duos or people who focus on certain like i don't know sub twitters or whatever the hell i don't know how twitter works that much so yeah i don't i think we say sub twitters when we like refer to the part of the fandom we are at what is like what which, who are your mains, like, in a matter of, like, sections of the fandom? Sections of the... Mm, I don't know like, exactly. What kind of contents do you prefer to, like, interact with? Like, SBI, Awesome Dad, I mean, the other shit? I mean, it's definitely SBI. I'm definitely SBI-focused. I'm really crime. I'm just crime boys-focused primarily. Um, Wilbur is my favorite CC out of the entire 
like green S&P because I've been watching him the longest. And um, so Wilbur's my favorite CC. Tommy's my other favorite CC. So I'm very much a boy's main specifically, but also I really enjoy SBI and the connections. I really like Bench Trio. Um, so I would say I'm like Prime Boys centric, I guess. Wilbur and Tommy are like my two favorite CCs. And then uh, Bench Trio, I really like um you know clingy duo and allium duo and then like all three of them together i think the three of them are all really funny um on their own and as like together and then from there and then it's like general sbi <laughs> i don't want to meet like i don't want to meet him in real life i don't really want to meet cc's in real life valid honestly valid I don't think, like, I think a lot of people are, like, in that stance right now that, yes, I am a part of this fandom, but I also am a writer for this fandom, and I have written you getting murdered, so let's not. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's also just, like, yeah, like, uh, we have a degree, we have, like, a boundary, you know, the parasocialism boundary Yeah. Stuff. Uh, I like these content creators being unreachable. I don't want them to like you know actually like the idea of like actually meeting a cc face to face is just very like oh jesus to me which is also why like i even when vidcon was still happening i live actually really close to where vidcon happened like i'm not that far away i had no uh -huh. plans to go to it i did not want to go to it like before it got canceled i did not want to go to it because i was like i don't want to meet ccs in real life <laughs> <laughs> you were like yeah let's better not let's better not yeah and then it got canceled, and I was like, oh, thank God, because COVID was not great. Like, I think a lot of people don't realize that when you have, like, so strong parasocial relationship with streamers, it is not a good idea meeting them in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, I mean, that's, I that's the good thing of doing that. I literally live the other side of the planet. That is the good thing. I am out of risk. <laughs> You're not in a risk zone. I'm out of the risk zone. I live in Argentina. There is no one here. <laughs> yeah, no, you are you are home free. Um, I mean, yeah, the thing is, I wouldn't say I have like. I mean, I definitely. I think everyone has like paraso parasocial moments with streamers they like, and parasocialism in itself is not inherently like a negative. It's more just like how aware you are of it, and that you need to remind yourself, like you don't actually know these people, and that's something I'm very aware of, and I always make sure to, you know keep that in my mind and stuff because I think a lot of people can kind of like get lost in that whole idea um and when you do have people that are really really heavily invested like parasocially in a streamer then yeah definitely it's not a good idea for them to meet these people in real life I think yeah but like I don't think like I think like you just something that I that I have never heard and it's great that it is parasocialism is not that bad as long as you're aware of it being like we mm -hmm. jump i think like the problem with fandom is that a lot of people don't realize it like for example i don't know if you know this but there is this tiktok series about like the dream smp workers which is basically just normal people who live on the dream smp like the mcpuffies workers and everything and people were making OCs for this series which is great but like they also had to like put a stop to it because they were like hey you can't make OCs, please stop saying like oh i'm like this cc's brother that is not that is not how the series was meant to work. It was meant to be like the normal people, not just OCs who were so closely related to characters. And they oh, were like, yeah. this is getting weird, champ. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely, yeah. In situations like that, again, that can get like very weird. Um, I mean, like, I love the idea of like, like I've seen memes before that's like from the point of view of citizens of the Dream S&P. And I think those are really funny. Mm -hmm. um, 
but when you start making like sonas or whatever or like ocs or sonas i don't really know like what the difference is exactly but um oh um, an oc is an original character a sona is literally based off of you got it okay that makes that makes more sense then yeah i guess when you're making like sonas because i've seen dsmp sonas being very popular and they have connections to like the actual tc i'm like yeah no that's that's a little parasocial buddy and not in a, like a good way but thing is parasocialism in itself is a natural like humans are going to do that when you are seeing like people on tv or whatever and you're learning about these people your brain is going to think in a way like that you are connected even though you're not that's just a natural like psychological response and again <laughs> you just need to be aware of it but it's and it's not just a thing exclusively tied to fandom like my own mother does it with tennis players a lot <laughs> it's really funny to watch because she'll talk about tennis players sometimes like i hear people talking about streamers and i'm like this is really funny to me because it goes to show that like you know parasocialism can exist at like any age and with different people and it's just a matter of like how self-aware you are about it and making sure that you don't actually like go too far with it or anything that is a great point a great stance to have actually hmm. thank you i really like that so going back to fun stuff and like away from serious shit for a second <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you have any more plans to like make after like you finish the world forgetting? Are you planning to make more like big pieces in this fandom or center on like the smaller ones? Do you have projects for the future? The thing is, I don't know. I didn't expect my interest. Um, I didn't. Ex I have like um. I will admit, I have a hyperfixation on Dream SMT as a fandom, and that's how it works with most of the fandoms I write a lot of fic for. It's because I have like an actual hyperfixation on it because I have ADHD. And I usually can't predict how long they're going to last. I didn't expect my um, Minecraft YouTube slash like Dream SMP hyperfixation to last as long as it has. I didn't think it was going to last all the way to the end of the clinic. And I, here I am. I'm still fully in it. So I want, I do have ideas for projects I want to do after I finish World Forgetting, but I'm not going to like be very concrete about it until I'm reaching the end of World Forgetting and seeing if I am, if I do still have that same interest or if it's starting to wane at all. Because again, I wasn't expecting to still be into Dream SMP at this point. I'm happy I am because I'm, I want to be creating for this fandom, but um, I just have to wait and see how like into the fandom I still am by the time I get to the end of World Forgetting. But if we're going with the assumption that I am still completely into it and my hyperfixation is still going strong then yes i do have an idea for a multi-chapter fic that i actually came up with all the way back in like october i think that yeah, i long time. i really really would love to write that so i would really love if i'm still interested in the fandom by the time i finish world forgetting so i would love to be able to write that as a fix yay mm -hmm. like, so that'll uh, probably that'll probably be like my next big project after world forgetting ends if i'm still into this fandom Good. I I like that you're planning to stay in this fandom for a long time. Like as someone who's like a big fan of your fix. <laughs> Thank you. That's okay. Do you interact yeah. like with the fandom a lot? Aside from like um, fan fiction and all that? I mean, yeah, I'm pretty I used to I'm not as active on my um Minecraft YouTube Tumblr as I was anymore. And I mean I'm still really active. I reblog stuff every day pretty much. I'm on there all the time. But I'm definitely not as, like, making my own original posts as much as I used to on there since I started getting big in the fanfiction realm of it. Because, you know, like I mentioned, I used to make a lot of lore analysis posts. I don't really do that anymore. 
um, just because like I just don't have the energy. I want to write fic instead, <laughs> instead of analyzing lore. And I don't have a huge interest. I don't have as much of an interest in lore specifically as I used to. Um, so I, I, but I do interact with the fandom in the sense of like um, just Discord servers. I have a few. I have like two main Discord servers I talk in. One is the first ever like Minecraft YouTube Discord server that I joined when I was first getting into this fandom because I wanted to find. Um, an 18 plus server specifically because I wanted a space away from like because like again no offense to the kids but like you know I'm like 21 I get I it, wanted I, get it. Don't worry. I, I want I, I was 20 at the time but like yeah I wanted like kind of a space with like other adults to talk about this stuff and I got really really lucky because I just got sent a link to like a kind of semi-private um 18 plus Minecraft YouTube discord server and that it I've made a ton of friends in there and it's honestly my favorite server to talk in at this point um I've, everyone there knows my real name at this point and my face revealed and stuff and it's they're like my closest group and so that's kind of my main fandom interaction is them because we have like a bunch of live like live chats for when streams are happening and stuff and we do lore analysis together and stuff like that um talk about fix and everything so that's kind of my main fandom interaction and then I've recently started talking in another discord server that I got invited to recently that has a lot of um, authors in the fandom in it um, I really like the vibes there. It's a really chill place. Um, and I really like like just interacting with other fic writers in this fandom and like talking with them about ideas and everything. And we're actually doing like a whole challenge fic like thing, group thing that we'll all be posting to a collection soon. So I'm not going to give any more details, not going to say who's involved and stuff yet, but <laughs> keep on the lookout for that in like late February. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, so my main fandom interaction these days is mostly through um, Discord servers, I would say. Yeah, I think a lot of people have that like that experience with Discord servers, be like a mm -hmm. big part of it. At least I am. I know I am in a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's very it's been very interesting to see how fandom has really kind of evolved into becoming like Discord servers becoming central to fandom involvement over the years. Because I remember like. That first started becoming a thing, I think, like around the time the Voltron fandom was big. That was the first time I joined a fandom Discord server was uh, in when I was into Voltron and I joined a Voltron, like a clan themed one. And uh, that was kind of my first experience with a fandom Discord server. And it's really, those have really become essential, I think, to online internet fandom in general. And they're very unique, you know, because they're very closed off in a lot of senses. Um, so I would say outside of Discord servers, I'm primarily like Tumblr is how I interact with the fandom mostly because that's the platform I've been on since I was 14. It's what I'm familiar with. I don't understand how Twitter fandom works and I kind of am scared of it. <laughs> yeah, aside from like your stories, like your Discord server for Clinic is also one of like the biggest things. It is like very yeah. big on the fandom. Were you expecting yeah, that? No, I wasn't. I have over a thousand members in that thing at this point, and it's really like insane to me that just that many people um wanted to join my Discord server for clinic and stuff. So it's it's definitely really cool to see, and it's really wild to just have this many people who enjoy my work and stuff. So you know, it also becomes tiring because you know I'm running I'm yeah, it's a huge server now, and I wasn't really expecting that. So it definitely gets tiring in a sense. But I have a really great mod team that I'm really lucky to have. Honestly, your mods are so cool. Like, I once saw like a group of people having like a discussion about fig writing, and some of the mods were involved, and it was very funny. Yeah, my mods are all really, really cool. I'm very lucky to have the team that I have. 
are you happy with like the place you have in this fandom now? I would say I am in the sense that like I have achieved more of like I guess notoriety than I ever thought I would. But also it's strange in the sense that um you know CC's talk about this a lot with like numbers not feeling real. You can't really conceptualize how big the numbers are at certain yeah. points. And I have found that like that definitely started happening with clinic once I got to about a hundred thousand hits. That's when it really stopped registering for me. Um, and it's hard because I try to be aware, like, this is insane. I am very popular. This is, I'm very fortunate. And, but it is hard to process because then sometimes I still look at stats and I'm like, oh, this chapter, I didn't get like as many kudos after posting this chapter or something. And I'm getting like, like when I was posting clinic, you know, I would average getting like 10,000 hits in a day at a point every time I posted a new chapter of clinic, like I would go up like around 10,000 hits which is insane and in the past i would have been like holy fuck but it gets to a point where you get used to it and you're like oh am i not doing good enough if you don't hit that same kind of number so yeah. um so i'm happy with my place in the fandom in the sense that i'm aware that it's really pop that i have like a big following at this point but i also don't feel like i do <laughs> so it's weird because I need- yeah i think it's easy like, to get disconnected from it at, yeah. after a long time yeah and also i feel like i still i know that this isn't necessarily true but i feel like more people they know about clinic but they don't actually know who i am as an author like you know i have my one really famous fic and the rest of my fics are like definitely like getting popular but they're not like at that same level of fame you know and that's fine and that is perfectly fine i need to keep reminding myself of that but i don't feel like my name as an author is actually known compared to like just my one fic being known you know if that makes sense i don't, I don't know if that exactly makes sense no so it, I it, like, it makes sense it makes sense it feels so like, like, like the my... fic is popular not you yeah yeah that's exactly kind of the vibe i get and i know that's probably not true and that's just my own point of view but i would say if i have like as far as where my place is in the fandom i'm not happy in that sense that i want to now that I guess like since I've reached the goal of getting a famous fic which is really awesome um I guess if I had to have a goal to reach for it would be I want to be known like name wise as the author I want people to know exactly like uh like I want people to know my name like they know Silverwing's name and stuff and yeah, you want to be the- like Sir Cantus, Molly Bolly King, <laughs> Silverwing 15 like they are famous because they are them no exactly. just they have one fic yeah, exactly. And I and I do want to clarify, I'm not meaning this in the sense that like, oh, I'm only here for clout because and no, I no yeah, cross me, I get I, how you feel. I get how you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I really I of course like I'm writing fic because I enjoy it, first and foremost. I do not write stuff that I don't enjoy. And if I'm not enjoying a story, then I stop writing it. That's why Big Q's Big Six got discontinued because I got like bored of it. Maybe I'll pick it up again someday. I don't know. I'm not saying it's permanently shut off, but for the moment, it's on hi- it's on indefinite hiatus. And the thing is, I write fic for my own enjoyment first and foremost. And I'm not going to, if I stop enjoying it, I wouldn't necessarily force myself to keep doing it. But also, I am kind of in it in the sense that I really like having this, like, validation. And I like having, like, a fan base that, like, I fan base I guess I don't know that sounds really um fucking stuck mm-hmm. up because I'm a thick writer but I guess like this community is a better way to put it that enjoys my work and that I know like I have regular readers like a lot of regular readers at this point um 
and so it's like it it's just weird because like I want more of that basically but I also don't want to sound like I'm ungrateful for all the attention I've already got no I think I don't think it's an ungrateful it sounds more like you want a community around your works more than around just one fic yeah that's basically it's understandable yeah and I definitely like do get like a little annoyed I guess I would say when people ask me stuff like are you writing a sequel to clinic or why aren't you writing a sequel to clinic or um is world forgetting a part of the clinic university i've said multiple times it's not <laughs> um and it's like on the and again i'm not ungrateful like i'm really glad that clinic got so popular and that so many people like it as a story but again i do wish i do want people to like my other kind of stories as well because i do put a lot of effort into the other things i write and clinic was just kind of one side of my writing Mm-hmm. No, because I get it how you feel. Like this is going to sound again. This is going to sound bragging my part, but back when I just started writing fan fiction, I had this back on Wattpad. Have this in mind. I had this very big story. Like I think right now it's at I don't know. I don't have Wattpad anymore. Last time I checked, it was at four hundred thousand reads, and it, it really felt. Good. It felt a lot like that, like people only focused on that story and the sequels I, I forced myself to make more than on the fact that, hey, I am writing other things. I want other things to get as much love as this is getting. Why do you only ask me about this one thing? I don't think you sound ungrateful. I think it's understandable. Thank you. Yeah, I just want to make sure I'm coming across like how I mean when I'm like saying this stuff because yeah, I again I'm like so happy that clinic got so popular. But yeah, also in the sense that you know I want people to like my other stories as well because I have a lot, a lot of different ideas and I don't want to just be known for clinic. I want to be known just for my writing in general, which I do think I have already achieved that to a certain extent. But I still. I'm still not sure how well I've achieved that. So that's kind of the goal I'm basically working towards um, as a fic writer in this fandom. I'm like, okay, I've already gotten this solid of a boost so far. Um, I need to keep writing with it, basically. Hmm. That is great. And on that note, we're actually about to run out of time. So Ooh, I'm right. going that to make... Really uh, yeah, I'm going to make my big question that I still run to anybody, uh, but... Modified, you have two minutes to promote anything you want in three, two, one, go. Oh, fuck. I'm, I feel like I'm on an Anthony Padilla interview. <laughs> I um, stole it from him. Listen to FanCast. It's a really cool podcast. Um, <laughs> also, I am both. I am Bones and the Bees on Archive of Our Own Tumblr and Twitter. Follow me on Tumblr if you're on there. I post some, that's where I post most of my hot takes because I'm a little scared to post my hot takes on Twitter. Um, and, then on, and then on Twitter, sometimes I make shit posts. But then if you really want the stuff I do, Bones and the Bees on AO3, that's, that's where you're going to find most of my stuff. I'm pretty cool and I write a lot of stories. And yeah, that's pretty much all I have to promote. Watch, listen to more fan cast, though. It's a really cool podcast. Oh, thank you. That is, that is very big coming from you. Thank you. I, <laughs> I, I should, yeah, should follow you. No, no, you were on Twitter. I should follow you on there. Yes, I do have a Twitter, um, and a lot of times I'll post little like snippets or sneak peeks at um, different works in progress I have going on. Great. 
And on that note, thank you everyone for coming to this episode of Fancast. As I already said, unfortunately, we are not doing this podcast live anymore, so I don't know when you are actually hearing this because I am a little bit slow of editing. But thank you all for coming. Thank you for coming. It was lovely having you here.